I'm Robin Amlow of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me is Tom Themo, Chief Executive Officer of AuthID. What do you do? What do you offer? What AuthID.ai offers the marketplace is the ability to replace one-time PIN codes and passwords with a simple turn of the phone to the face to match your face with a selfie in the cloud. It's that simple and that complicated. We can all thank Apple Face ID because they kind of all trained us to turn our wrist towards our face and voila, the phone unlocks. Or they autofill the password into the website we're trying to access or the app we're trying to access. But there is the problem. The problem is the password. The password is the source of over 80% of all data breaches because us consumers, we can't help ourselves. We forget our passwords, so we make them all the same. And then sometimes we can't remember whether we've got two exclamation points, the number one, two, three, our birth date, our wedding date, our divorce date. We don't know what date we remembered to put in our password. And that would makes, makes them so subject to being hacked because hackers don't break into your account. They log in with the credentials they stole from you. Our view is that it's time to eliminate passwords. And just as annoying as remembering the password that you log in with, is having to type in a six-digit number that's been SMS to you on the phone in order to double, triple make sure that you are who you say you are. We think there's a better way. And thankfully, Apple introduced us to that with the introduction of Face ID. And we take it one step further by bringing it to the cloud. Let's talk about the survey you just carried out at Money 2020. What does the rest of the industry think about enterprise security infrastructure? Because that is what we're talking about. Yep. I, you know, I think it depends whether you're talking to the consumer or the business or, you know, the cyber professional community. I think consumers are irritated. They don't like one-time PIN codes. They don't like passwords. I have yet to encounter a human being that says, I love passwords and keep sending me those six-digit PIN codes. I think the businesses realize that it causes friction, which causes people to abandon their transaction. You want to just make a trade. You go to log into your brokerage account. They ask you for a one-time PIN code. They ask you what your favorite pizza is. And they ask you these questions. And at some point you just say, ah, I'll do it later. And you don't continue the transaction. As opposed to simply turning the phone towards your face and your face is matched. And we always say facial matching versus facial recognition because that is a consented match. When you signed up and said, yes, I'd like to use my face to unlock my account. Your face is used for that sole purpose to gain access to that account. That reduces the friction. It reduces the fraud. It's better for the consumer. It's better for the business. And overwhelmingly, that's what the survey showed. This has to be something that is acceptable to consumers. Although, should we really be mollycoddling people? Do individuals not have to take responsibility for some of the security of their purchases and their finances? Because, frankly, a lot of them seem not to. Absolutely. I mean, we all have to take responsibility for security. And if you talk to anyone that has ever had their identity compromised and has had to go through the legal proceedings and sit down with long credit card statements, well, I did buy that one, but no, that's not me. This one is me. That one's not me. And have to go through the long process of unwinding an identity theft. None of us want that pain. And we all need to take responsibility. Don't write your passwords on little post-it notes on your laptop. Don't store your passwords in some little note on your phone. Don't allow your text messages to be seen when your phone is locked. 
because so many people don't realize there's an option on every phone that you can see the text message while the phone is locked. Well, that one-time PIN code could be what's unlocking your brokerage account right now. Part of it is educating yourself to understand. Don't go on Facebook and answer all those questions about, I got married here, or I really love this type of pizza. Those are obviously questions that people are trying to gain information about you that they can use to steal your identity. So yes, it is our responsibility as a consumer, but it's also the responsibility of the business community to say, we can offer a better way. There's 8 billion unique faces on this planet. It is much better to use a unique facial match than any six-digit PIN code or any password. Let's move on from, from those issues and talk about your experience with the company, if we may. You're a relative newcomer to AuthID.ai. Yes. And you've been through quite a busy time with a fundraising round, a public listing. How's the company settling down with those changes? How are you settling down? Because you have a track record of going through this. You know, some people think, you know, you can call it a pivot. There's lots of different names for when you adjust a strategy. And AuthID, formerly Ipsity, we changed the name at the same time as if it wasn't enough to uplist it and all the other things we did, was your classic early stage company that was trying to do absolutely everything. Entrepreneurs, Tom Sokey is our founder and very entrepreneurial, has a solution for every problem facing identity. But the reality is success is typically driven by really focusing on just one thing. Most people probably don't realize for the first half dozen years, Amazon only sold books and Netflix only rented DVDs. And now we know them as completely different companies, but they drove a very specific value proposition. And as Trip Smith, uh, who came in with me as president and CTO, and Peter Curtis, Steve Fazio, Jeremiah Mason, as we all looked at this company and technology, we said, wow, they can do a lot in identity, but we zeroed right in on the IP they had protected, which allows you to use a portable biometric. And once again, that's different than Face ID that stores it on the device. We saw they had this IP and said, hold on a second. This is the answer for one-time PIN codes. And hats off to a company like Twilio. They are a company that focused really hard on making sure that they could do step-up authentication with those PIN codes. They focused on one thing, and now they are very successful and very, very uh, highly valued company. We intend to follow the same focus of Amazon, of Netflix, of Twilio, and bring a very focused message and solution to the market. Bringing that to the market, how easy is it if I approach you as a company and say, how do I plug this into my business? How does that work? How do you actually do that? Well, we just came out of Money 2020. And what was great about this is Money 2020 is a large fintech conference, 10,000 people in Las Vegas. There was one in Amsterdam before that in Europe. And so you've got a mix of business leaders, technology leaders, inside financial institutions. So it's a perfect market. And how you basically implement our product is very simple. Your business team and your fraud team has already figured out what circumstances do I need to challenge Robin that he's really Robin? Maybe you trade 50 shares a day and suddenly you're trying to trade 1,000 shares a day. Uh, maybe one of the other fraud patterns indicates that we ought to make really sure Robin is Robin. So there's already this code written that says when that happens, call a one-time password vendor, someone like a Twilio. They have an API call. They send you a six-digit text message. If you properly send those six digits back, they say to the, the bank or the business, 
that's Robin. You can go ahead and proceed with the transaction. All we're saying is take out that API call to Twilio or other one-time password vendor and replace it with an auth ID API. We're going to send you back the same thing. Either the face matches or the face does not match. So instead of a six-digit pin code over SMS, we're saying, does Robin's face match Robin's face? We think that's better for you, Robin, because it's a lot easier to just turn your wrist and look at the phone. And it's also more secure because it's not a six-digit pin that could be compromised in a SIM or someone could read over your shoulder if you're one of those people that allows the text messages to be seen. And it's, it's better for business. It's better for the consumer. And that's how easy it is to implement. And the software itself is in the cloud? Correct. It's a cloud-based solution. So you are basically making an API call to our Azure servers that store a facial map. This is an algorithmic representation of your face. It is not an image. And we are comparing that mathematic, that map. Think of if you're a hiker and you've ever seen a topography map. Basically, we're taking a topography of your face, turning it into mathematics, and then matching the math each time you come to verify who you are. So we're not storing PII. We don't know your name. We don't know your address or anything about you. All we have is this mathematical representation of you. The bank or the financial institution that is seeking to match that face, they know what your name is, your account number and everything else. All we're doing is saying, yes, that matches or no, it doesn't. That's the beauty and simplicity of our solution. All 8 billion faces on the planet Earth are unique. And we're just saying, is Robin Robin? So not only is the, I'm just thinking about this, not only is the biometric a more secure way of checking I'm me, my data from the bank is not flying around the internet. We do not receive one bit. All we receive is a mathematical representation of your face. We match it to our mathematical, which our proprietary algorithms are the only one that can unlock whether it matches or not. And we're just simply sending back a yes or no. The same way a Twilio sends back a yes or no. Did you get the six digits right? Yes or no? If it's yes, they're probably going to let you go through with your transaction. If it's no, they're going to stop you. Final question then. You mentioned Money 2020. How was business for you at Money 2020? I thought it was great. And I was at both Money 2020 in Amsterdam and in Las Vegas. And uh, you know the, 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 the one difference that came out right away was I think Amsterdam was a little more tight on you had to have not only your Vax card, but you have to take a test. You had to go through a screening process every day that was extremely rigorous, but they allowed you to take your mask off inside the venue, which, boy, it felt back like it was 2019 again, <laughs> like we were back to normal. In Vegas, they required the vaccination card or a test, but they did require you to keep your mask on. So there was still that little COVID feel, yet uh, you know, we threw a party to launch our company and our brand. So a Prince impersonator came out and changed the words to purple rain to password pain. We had a lot of fun with that. But, you know, picture five, six thousand people dancing around to uh, to Prince music. I think everyone was excited to be out and around other professionals that focus on the fintech space and identity. And it was a lot of fun. And I I really encourage companies that are a little leery about in-person conferences. It's it's time to get back to being face to face with uh, your customer. And, you know, our, our brand is recognize your customer, Auth ID, and, you know, part of recognizing them is getting back in front of them too. Tom Themo, Chief Executive Officer of AuthID.ai, thank you very much.